Welcome to the podcast for Real Church Coweta. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. at the Worship Center on the campus of Central Christian School in Sharpsburg. You can also check us out online at realchurchcoweta.com or jump on Facebook at Real Church Coweta. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Guys, listen, for the dads here, I want you to enjoy the day. I want you to, I'm glad you came and hung out with us and continue to do so. Hey, listen, a lot of times what we do is, is we, we don't really celebrate uh, dads. And so since our church has started, we have had dude day. All right. Now, I'm going to tell you if it was a little awkward standing up here in a pair of shorts. All right. Uh, speaking. But but and, and some people are like, oh, I don't know. I can't believe he's doing that. Listen, I think everybody just needs to lighten up. Let's celebrate how awesome it is that we have godly fathers here with us today. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. It's awesome. It's really good. It's really good. I want to tell you something about my dad. My dad, he, he was a flawed man. He was. Um, he was a flawed man, and he was flawed just like me and just like you if you're a father. My dad was a worker. He was a worker, and here's the thing. He expected a certain level of respect and behavior out of his Children, here's the truth of the matter, you guys. I was scared of my dad, but I was scared of my dad in a good and reverent way. I know this will shock everybody, but I was awful in school, and I've told you that before. I was terrible in school, I was a class clown. Go figure. And I would get in trouble because my grades were bad. And my mom would say those dreaded, awful, horrible words. You wait until your dad gets home. And she would put me in my room. And I would sit there and wait and wait and wait. And I would hear the screen porch open. And I'd be like, rut row. And my mom would say, you're not going to believe what your son did. And she would start telling him everything. And my dad, more often than not, would say this. I can't believe that my baby would do that. I cannot believe that my baby would do that. No, I don't believe it. And my mom would get so mad. And my dad would come in and he said, my baby didn't do that, did he? And I said, no, mom's a liar. (laughs) And then my dad would look at me and he would say, son, you know better. And I knew the most valuable thing at that time in my life. I wasn't getting a spanking. Here's the thing. The lesson he taught me by showing grace taught me more than the spanking would have taught me. Are you with me? Now, don't get me wrong. Spanking's taught me a lot. But that lesson, that lesson taught me more. My dad taught me to have an incredible work ethic. And I'm not bragging, but I'll tell you that I do have an incredible work ethic, and so do my two brothers. We know what it means to provide for a family and to work and to put everything into what we have. My dad taught me to trust 
myself and to not rely on other people. Had my father not been my father, I don't think I would have ever planted the church. I would have stayed in the comfortable spot. But my dad was driven, and he would push and push and push. I want to say something. He wasn't perfect. I've shared with you that my dad liked to drink a beer or ten. All right? He just did. But my dad taught me these things. He taught me my love of sport. He taught me my love of fishing. He taught me how to be a man and how to treat people. He taught me all of these various lessons. And I'm sitting here today, and even as I'm talking, I'm missing him big time. Big time today. Because he was taken way too early at the age of 59. My dad taught me and was an example for me. Before I asked Wendy to marry me, I went and sat down with my dad. Not my mom, I went and sat down with my dad. I said, Dad, here's what I'm thinking about doing. And my dad looked at me, and he confirmed what I already know. He looked at me and he said, Son, she's a keeper. Go for it. And I did. There's a, there's a father in the scripture that I want to talk about. I'm actually not even going to read the scripture part. It's found in Luke 15, but I'm, can I just tell the story? Can I do that? I just want to tell the story about this father. Today's message is an example to follow, and the father in the story was very wealthy. The father was very wealthy, and the father had a, two sons, one was older, one was younger, and the younger son came to the father. And he said, Dad, can, can I have, I know you're not dead yet, but can I have my portion of the will, is basically what he said. Can I have that portion? And the, and, and the father, this had to hurt the father so much, because basically what he was saying was, was hey, listen, Dad, I'm so impatient that I can't even wait for you to die to get the money. And the father, though, said, he agreed. Now, in, in their time, this would have been one-third of the inheritance because the older son got the two-thirds, and he got double portion because he was the oldest. And then the younger son got one-third, and so the father literally gave him all of that one-third and the scripture says in Luke 15 that he went, he went off and he used the funds for wild living. He used the funds in ways that his father would not have been happy about. To the point where it says that he was working with swine. Now for a, for a Jewish person... Pigs are the lowest of the low, and they do not eat pork, and they, they, that, that would have been the lowest of the low. They, they were unclean animals, and yet he was working the swine. And, he, he, and I have to think that the, the man, you know, there was a famine in the land, and everything got really bad. And he became so hungry, the Scripture says, that even the pods, even the nasty food that he was giving the pigs looked good to him. I'd like to think of this, I don't know if this happened, but I sure, I sure hope it did, that as he was feeding and watering these pigs, 
he looked and saw a reflection of his face and realized how low he had gotten. And he thought to himself, he said, listen, my dad, my dad, my dad's at my, my home where my dad and my family are, they, the hired hands are making and eating more than I am. I'm starving to death. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back and I'm going to beg my father for a, for a job. Let me, just, let, me just, let me just be a hired hand. And so the scripture says that he got up and he started on his way. And in a thing that still gives me chills as I am right now, scripture says that and while the younger son, nasty coming, was a long way off. And that's important. And while he was a long way off, the father rose and ran toward him and met him. The father had been looking for him all along. Day after day, I can imagine him sitting on the porch, rocking in the rocking chair. Oh, no, it's not my son. Is that him? Day after day after day, looking for the younger son. And the scripture said that he ran to him, and immediately the son starts saying, Dad, Dad, I just want to be your hired hand. He said, No, grab the robe and the ring. Because my father, my son, my son who, was, who had left me, he has now come back. And we are going to throw a party. We are going to throw a party. And the son had to look so confused. He was saying, all I wanted, all I wanted to do was come back and just work as a hired hand. Just anything, no kill the fattened calf, we're going to throw a party. And so the father, he loved and he protected the son. He knew that the son had messed up. He knew that he was hurt by the son. And he knew the hurt he had caused. And he knew the pain that he had felt. But he loved him anyway. And he protected him anyway. And the son's speech that he had rehearsed to tell the father, that speech never even got told because the dad had other plans. The dad knew that now wasn't the time for I told you so. Now wasn't the time for scolding. Now wasn't the time for you did this and you hurt me. Now was the time for protection and love and a party. You see, the son wanted to be a hired hand, but the father wanted restoration. The son wanted to be a hired hand, and the father wanted restoration.
The next step that the father did was amazing. He celebrated a change of heart. In verse 24 of the story in Luke chapter 15, it says, So the party began. You see, the compassion that the father had as he ran out, that moved from speaking compassion to celebrating the return. He put aside the hurt. He put aside what the son had done because he reflected on as he's running out, he is celebrating the change of heart. Can I tell you that your children, dads, your children can hurt you like no one other, like no else. They can. It's crazy because you have a plan for their life, and they have a plan for their life, and never the two shall meet. But I want to tell you something. The Scripture says, train up a child in the way they should go. It doesn't say, train up a child in the way that you think they should go. It says, train up a child in the way they should go. And I want to tell you something. I have gotten so much more peace whenever I have trusted God with the outcome of my children because He knows the way they should go much more than I do. He celebrated, the Father did, a change of heart. The next thing he did is during the party, so the, 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 guy, the kid left, he came back, there's a celebration, he's gotten the ring on his finger, the, 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 the family ring, he's gotten the robe, everybody's having a party except for the fatted calf, he's being eaten, <laughs> and it's like everybody is hanging out, they're enjoying the buffet, and all of a sudden, the younger son, the younger son was angry. And I know a lot of us want to say, well, I know, man, I, I, I don't know why his attitude was so bad. Your attitude would have been the same way, and so would mine. He said, Dad, what's the deal here? I'm not going to the party. He's like, no, come to the party. I'm not going to the party. Dad, you're throwing a party for him. And he, he basically told you he wished you were dead and wanted the money. And you're throwing a party for him. And I've been here the whole time. I've worked the whole time. I never left you. Where's my party? It's funny, you knew he was angry because he used these words. He says, this son of yours did this and this and this. He didn't say my brother. This son of yours. And the father taught him a lesson. And the lesson was this. He said, son, listen, repentance. I want you to hear this. Repentance calls for celebration. A change of heart calls for celebration. There's joy to be found in a changed heart. He said, son, I want you to understand something. I know you've been here. And everything I have here is yours. And I know you've been committed. And none of that's changed. But son, I want you to know something. 
Your brother has come home. Your brother has had a changed heart. And a changed heart calls for celebration. The father did what you and I have done, dads, a lot of times. He went from father to party host, and then he went from party host to counselor. And then he went back to party host. He went from compassionate to reassuring. Because these kids of ours, they don't come with manuals, do they? I love my father. My dad's example has made me anything that I am. Between my father here and my father in heaven, uh, anything I have is because of them too. And what I've realized is this, and I want you to realize this as we close. The compassion that was showed the, the younger son, the compassion that was showed the younger son, the counsel that was given the older son, the celebration that occurs, the celebration of a party, all of those things, God does that for you and me too. He does. The parable is a picture of our returning home to the Father. And I know you may not know this. And I know you may not have felt it. But when you gave your life over to Christ, God Himself came off the porch and He ran down the road. And he embraced you. And he put a robe around you. And he put, a, he put a sign, he sealed you. Put a ring on your finger. And he said, let the party begin. Let me pray for you. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you that you are a compassionate, loving, understanding all-giving, counselor. God, I'm so thankful for who you are. I'm thankful, God, that we can come today and celebrate fathers and that you are the best example of all. You gave us an example of this father whose son had gone astray, and yet the father jumped off of the porch and ran down the road while the son was still a long way off. God, let us be fathers who do that with our children. Lord, I'm thankful. I'm thankful today for the example that you set for us. We love you and we thank you and we praise you. In the strong and mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast for Real Church Coweta. If you have any questions or would like to contact us, please visit our website at realchurchcoweta.com and click on the Contact Us tab. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. in the Worship Center on the campus of Central Christian School in Sharpsburg. Until then, God bless and remember to love God, love others, and live real.